Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Hi, Taylor. Hi, Alyssa. So much to talk about this week. We can barely fit it all in. I know. (laughs) We have Champagne Gate with The Bachelor. We got Vanderpump Rules. We got Real Housewives of Atlanta. We got, uh, what else? Real Housewives of New New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, there's a lot going on. We do have to start with Champagne Gate because my phone was blowing up. I had my mom texting me. I had Tony's mom texting me. I had all my girlfriends who watch it texting me. It is... So funny. Here's the thing that I feel like you can sort of uh, speak on because you have experience doing this. It's sort of like a sister to this, right? So you can tell if somebody has worked in a restaurant before by how they pour a beer or a champagne. Oh, true. Right? Yes. Like if they know to tilt the glass and not just directly pour it yeah. like straight just in there so it's all it. foam or whatever, mm-hmm. like you can tell. And I, our listeners don't necessarily know this, but Taylor actually did a TED Talk about the <laughs> etiquette of uh, being a customer in a restaurant. It's very good. Yes. You guys should all go listen to it. But um, similarly, I feel like this uh, girl, she was like, oh, I'm not a classy bitch all the time. And then she proceeds to suck her whole mouth on top of yeah. a carbonated bottle. It's like, you have to know that's you coming back had, at you. have never, ever drank out of a bottle no. before. Like, no, 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 no Coke bottle, no beer bottle. This nothing. bitch has, like, touched her sweet lips to nothing other than a champagne flute. Yeah. She did it so horribly. And I loved it. Because at this point... For anybody who didn't see this fantastic episode, there's just this one contestant on The Bachelor who has a meltdown because she brought a bottle of champagne from home Mm -hmm. and another girl, Hannah Ann, uh, stumbles upon it and opens it with Peter before she can. And Peter tries to make it all better. He finds another bottle of champagne. She's still pouting and angry. The girl was literally in tears over someone drinking her champagne. She's being such a little pouty little brat. Yeah. And then he's like trying to be fun and trying to make his best. And he's like, we could just like drink it out of the bottle. That'll be fun. And she's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then drinks it and it explodes all over her face. It it was so great. It was like, Oh, it was. It was like, (laughs) it was like a porno. It really was. And it was such great TV. We were all watching. I had watched it with a gaggle of my girlfriends and we like all tried to get together and do like a fantasy football of sorts about this. And Tony was in the other room literally trying to go to sleep. We started it late and we were all being relatively quiet. But when the champagne burst all over her face, it was like the Super Bowl. Like all six of us were like, (gasps) just screaming. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And what's funny that my friend pointed out, Sam, who is a listener, that it's fun that this conflict of Champagne Gate is happening between uh, Kelsey is the one Mm -hmm. who got it all over Mm -hmm. her face, right? So Kelsey and then Hannah Ann. Mm -hmm. And in many regards, Hannah Ann is kind of one of the villains of the season. She's super beautiful. She's really hit it off with Peter. She's stealing a lot of time with him. So the girls don't really care for Hannah Ann at first Mm -hmm. and still don't. But all of the girls are like, Hannah Ann didn't 
do, do anything, anything wrong yeah. in Champagne Gate. So everybody is now defending one of the villains in this situation because it's like pretty black and white that nothing happened. Yeah, there's all there's a conspiracy that like maybe the producers guided her to take that champagne rather than the other champagne, or maybe she overheard it. Well, I don't really fucking care. No, you're so an yeah. adult woman. Don't cry if someone drinks your champagne that it. you left alone Get on over when there's like 30 it. women here. And there's something that it's you a competition, bitch. It's a competition. <laughs> and uh, there's also why didn't you just like if you're gonna be an asshole about it pout and be manipulative and yeah. like kind of go cry in the corner and let Peter come to you and then be like oh my god like, just like I'm I just thought that was like yeah disappointed yeah. and then let him comfort you and then like and wipe be like it. I'm not catty like that I would never do that to another girl yes. I can't you know like turn she's, it around on her yes yeah. she's just being like so spiteful and angry and man I'm just I love this I love Champagne Gate the funny thing about Hannah and you saying that she's the villain is I think and maybe I'm alone in this Kelsey dresses like a Disney villain. She looks like Cruella DeVille. She literally has a like cut crease. Like, don't do a cut crease eyeshadow unless mm-hmm. you have a professional doing it or you're Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not your look, ladies. Go for something natural if you're on The Bachelor. <laughs> All of her, like, her whatever jumper, white jumper she's wearing is, very like, geometric. extremely pointy. Yes. Like, everything is very pointy about her. Yeah. And Hannah Ann is very, like, round and soft and natural. Yeah. And, like, allegedly. I still think she paid for her face. But, yeah. you know, like, I she looks like a sweetheart yeah. and it's like very, it's very like, um, Caddy Heron and Regina George, where yes. Kelsey is very Regina George and very plastic and yes. Hannah Ann is just like sweetheart next door. Yeah. And it is just so funny. The other thing that happened on The Bachelor is this girl, Victoria F, who's like insanely beautiful, like gorgeous, gorgeous. girl. Starts crying when the challenge is to like shop at Revolve, Mm -hmm. which I'm like, Mm -hmm. sweetie, you got this. You've definitely done this. You have shopped before. And then she and it's kind of like uh, lowballing yourself a little bit or like setting the expectation so low people think you're going to fail. She literally walks the runway in a black leather trench coat with lingerie underneath, like a lace one piece with a spectacular spectacular body. Yes. Just an unbelievable body. Pulls Peter up from the side of the catwalk, kisses him on the mouth, and it made me very mad. Yeah. And I was texting, I'll just say both of my moms about it, texting mm-hmm. both of my moms about it separately because it was annoying to go. At first, I kind of felt for her because it shows a little conversation with her and the producers when she's like, it's hard to fight for his attention in this group date. This isn't me. And I kind of bought it of her just and feeling the hear, pressure. You could hear the producer get agitated with her. She's like, well, this is what it's about. You got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Like, the producer's like, like, do you? You knew it, this is the show. And she's yeah. like, but this is so not me. And it's like, it's a fun, easy group date. Yeah. And she's like, I just don't know. I'm not confident like these girls. And she looks like a human fairy beauty queen. She's fucking stunning. Yeah. But at first I was kind of like, oh, I get it. Like the, the pressure gets to everybody yeah. in different ways. That's why Champagne Gate blew up in that girl's face, pun intended. But to then have her come down the runway, I think it's frank. It's like fucking insulting to normal girls yeah. to go, oh, you didn't want to ro- walk down the run. You ha- you're a size zero with double Ds. Mm-hmm. And to act like this was so difficult for you, like I wanted to just punch her in the face. Yeah, it made me it's so mad. Also, not even about the fact that she's physically stunning and gorgeous and like I'm sure knows that and is treated that way in her hometown. 
she was serving looks in a way where I was like, you've done, you've, That's you're a, a model. Point. You've yeah. modeled. Like yeah. you're bullshitting Her everyone. Her face wasn't like, oh no. no. Like if I walked down a runway, even if I looked like that, I would be like a deer in headlights. I wouldn't know what to do. Sure. And You'd she be Ramona. Had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she had like, she just had the confidence and like knew exactly what to do. And I just call bullshit. Yeah, it thing. was big bullshit. Mm-hmm. I really, really didn't care for it. Cause you're right. That's a good point of like beyond just being beautiful. It was the way it was executed was mm-hmm. in fact, very confident Victoria F. Yeah. Bringing your trench coat down to just like half off your shoulders, but still on your arm and then knowing exactly where to hit a pose. It's like, no, 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 That is not from just watching years of ANTM. Like you've done this before. You've done this before and you were probably hired to do it because you're beautiful. Yeah. Do you think they get bikini waxes when they're there? That's a great question. Because she was in lingerie, I repeat. And a lot of them were in like little short we're things or swimsuits. Like, yeah, but they're there for months. So if you stay for a long time, you're there for months and you should get a wax every four to six weeks. We're still early on. So I believe like whatever they did initially, one of my favorite parts about the show is like, as you get later and they've like not had access to the outside world, you start to see like roots growing. Yeah. Their roots like, growing, but they always have their nails done. Yeah. But you could do your nails there. Yourself, feasibly. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say that speaks to that is on Bachelor in Paradise. You remember the twins? Yes. There was a just random shot in like a montage of people getting ready for the day of one of the twins like helping her sister Nair something down there. Oh, Do you remember that? No. It was like But very, Nair makes sense, especially if yes. you're on an island and you don't have an esthetician who can wax you. Yeah. So I feel like there you have to use another method probably. Yeah. Or bring a bathing suit or a sarong that's like more full coverage. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe they do have a waxer that travels with them. That'd be great, right? There's got to be one at the mansion. There's got to be one at the mansion because I'm sure they'll take... I'm just picturing the waxer like reporting back on like what she's seen to yeah. like of the women in the house to like the producers so they can like funnel it to Peter. Well, and they're also... Yeah, that's crazy. And that's they're also disgusting. in such a... That's the last time I would want a wax already makes you feel so vulnerable and it's so straight up painful. Yeah. And if I was on the verge of a mental breakdown already <laughs> and then I had to go wax my vagina for this guy that I'm competing for. I'm, I think that's where I would lose my mind. Yeah, I think I'd they be like, should, you if know they do, what? they should start filming this part. Yeah, like, this exactly. is probably golden TV that I would we're be not like, seeing. I'm just bringing a board short. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to wear shorts. Um, you wanted to talk about Real Housewives and I did. of Atlanta. I did of Atlanta because yeah. I was curious. We have known from the beginning of the season that Portia's husband or fiance, fiance, fiance. Uh, was cheating on her when she was pregnant and she starts the season away from him. And then she says after some therapy, they're going to get back together and try to be a family for their newborn baby. Mm -hmm. And we see in this most recent episode that her fiance flies up to Canada where they are filming and re-proposes to her with a big fat diamond ring. And she loves it. She's so happy. And... And then he turns around. Which, by the way, it was the same diamond ring he proposed with initially, which I have a little bit of a problem oh, with. Oh, he didn't amp it up at all? No. I thought he, like, amped he's it just, up. He took the ring when they when she found oh, out he was you. cheating. And then now he's giving it back to I her. would want the ring back with another layer yeah, of diamonds stones. around yeah. it. Like, that's why you have... Ugh. But, yeah. okay. So, I that's... 
men are trash. Look, I will uh, say like, <laughs> I love Portia. I think she's hilarious. I think she's gone on such a journey on this show and has become like such a positive light. And she's trying to make the best out of a really tough situation. Like yes. she has a little girl at home and she wants to try and give her a shot at having a family to grow up with, yeah. you know? So all of those nice things aside, let's talk about what you were well, going to say. I, just, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I like, I... I have come around to the older I've gotten on being less sort of black and white about cheating and uh, the different dynamics like of loyalty in a relationship. But after we see this, there's still some response from the girlfriends that are like, well, we don't know how to feel about this. We don't know what happened. And I wanted to ask you, I've now recently been like, you know what? If I am deciding to get back together with a boy who has fucked me over... Mm I think that he owes it to me to make an effort not only to earn my trust back, but my friend's trust back. Mm-hmm. And and that's a newer policy that I have because I used to be very like, and I still have this a little bit, but kind of like everything behind closed doors. Like anything that's bad, it's very private. You keep it between the two of you. Right. But I, I've had an experience with a guy treating me shitty and my girlfriend's finding out about it and then me giving him a second chance. And my friends were like, no, he also needs to make an effort with us because- we're mad at him and we also want to see him like he owes you that to create peace in your mm-hmm. life. So I how think, do you feel so about that? I agree with you. So I think in this situation, personally, I would not have wanted him to make a grand gesture in front of everybody like that. Mm. I, I'm just not, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I don't want to be proposed to in front of a bunch of people. Like that, that's not how I express love. Basically, mm. I, I feel like I would be a little bit embarrassed, but Um, what I do think about what you're saying is she, he so severely damaged their family unit that it's not just like she was normal complaining about something in their relationship that she was trying to fix. She like people saw them split. It was very public. It's very public. And I understand why she doesn't want to air all the details to her friends. But I do think a guy who is really trying to be an adult and change kind of, can do it, it like it's not going to count against you for taking the girlfriends out to dinner and being like, look, I know you guys saw Portia very hurt because of my actions. Um, and I just want to put this on the table that we are going to therapy together and I appreciate you being there for her. And I hope yeah. that you'll like accept my apology as well and give us a second chance to try to like make our family work. Yeah, I think that's the right, like healthy way to go about yes. it. Cause once yeah. the friends get drawn in, even if they don't know every detail and they don't need to know every detail, it's like, dude, we need to like check and make sure this is like an okay situation. Yeah. You know? And that's not a easy thing to do. And that that earns you brownie points just by doing it. Yeah. It's like if you say it and you mean it, it's great. And just like, but you still just get points by saying it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Speaking of diamonds, you had a funny observation oh, right. about Vanderpump, Vanderpump Rules. Um, Brett, <laughs> uh, one of the new guys, was like talking about how not committed to Sheena he is. And he was like, you know, it's like she wants a guy or it's like we're hanging out and making out. It's not like I um, am going to buy her like a six carat ring. And I was like, how do you know that six carats is like a pretty sizable ring yeah, that she would it's, it's, want? it's a weird specific to mention, especially as a dude. Like I I do not, I guarantee, 
guarantee you Tony doesn't know what a carrot is. So Mike was, my. I asked Mike, like, that's weird, right? And he was like, I might say, like, oh, it's like a 10-carat ring or whatever, just exaggerating, like, because that sounds like yeah, a big number Yeah, just a big number, me. yeah. Six, though, that's not a big number in anything else. Like, that's a very right. specific Right, that's a size. big diamond ring. And, I, yeah. Two things. Either he comes from a jeweler family. <laughs> Or um, maybe Sheena had like said that was the size of ring she wanted if she was going to get married Which again. is also very possible. Yeah. That's very possible. The way that she just will throw things around and be like, I would say that I'm a virgin, but actually I'm a divorcee. I've been yeah. divorced. Like yeah. she'll just toss out specific information I could totally see her being like, Shay got me like a two carat ring, but th- next time I want like a five or more. Yeah. You know, like whatever. Yes. Yeah. Also very good voice. Oh, thank you. Poor Sheena. <laughs> poor, poor Sheena. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up just briefly is on Real Housewives of New Jersey, right? So we kind of talked about how Melissa and Joe are trying to have another baby or they're like exploring the option, reproductive stuff. They're doing like all these tests. We saw Joe's uh, semen in a (laughs) a jar on television, which I was like scandalized by. Um, Like the first scene we see them with, they're on the phone with like the reproductive doctor, whatever it's called. And they're talking about like how good Melissa's egg count is for her age. And then they get to Joe and they're like, okay, so we tested your specimen. A normal specimen would have um, about 15 million swimming sperm. And in yours, you had three sperm. <laughs> and he was just like, first of all, it was so emasculated, That's which is so hilarious. Wild. And his sons are in the room. Yeah. This and they're like, well, this phone. is gross mom and dad. Yeah. I'm like, this is too much for your kids. I don't think that you should be having this conversation in front of them. But then... He, they're like, are you using any kind of like supplements? You know, sometimes like that can change your sperm count. And he goes, oh yeah, I'm like putting this cream on my arm um, to like help my joints and muscles or whatever it is. And they were like, okay, discontinue that. And I was like, wait a minute, that is male birth control. What are we fucking doing? <gasps> if there is a cream that gets rid of Millions all of your sperm, of sperm. why am I Alyssa? on any kind of fucking Oh birth my God, control? have you tweeted this? No. This is... That's actually such a fair observation. It's crazy. You're blowing my mind. If you yeah. could get it down to three sperm, you could probably get it down to zero sperm. Well, they basically said it had a steroid in it mm-hmm. that was fucking with his sperm count. So do just like sports enhancing steroids that like people take also fuck with sperm count? Like is probably. This something- yeah, I think so. If I'm, I think it like and it sounded temporary. She was just like stop. Smaller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Makes your balls smaller. <laughs> But yeah, no, I truly was just like, why is nobody seeing this through the lens I'm seeing this Wow, through? yeah, that's a really good... Like, Crazy, right? Also, how funny would it be if male birth control was as easy and luxurious as just rubbing a, a cream, cream on, on your, your arm? Arms? It's like, like, oh yeah, I'll get like a wire jammed up yeah. in my cervix, but like you but could you just, just rub, like, rub a, a lotion all over your, your little elbows and it'll make your elbow joints feel good yeah. and then you won't have to have any babies. Crazy. Like that would be the male birth control. I Those was motherfuckers. That's such a funny observation I didn't even think about that I was just thinking about how strange it was that he was basically using steroid cream on his arms and they yeah. and then and he was lo- so low-key about it and they were like yeah so stop taking that and he was like okay yeah was like, what are, <laughs> what life are you guys leading it's just so crazy yeah and insane. I love it made me just one last note on in terms of like the health aspect of it all 
she seems so fit and mm-hmm. that she takes very good care of herself and she and we see her eating all the time which I love like mm-hmm. she's like there's that scene in uh, when they were in Turks and Caicos or whatever recently and she ordered a bunch of pizza and I was like fuck yes Melissa yeah and I loved that and I know that this, it's not totally correlated but her, her in terms of her reproductive checkup she got five stars across mm-hmm. the board. And I was like, that's nice. I hope that has something yeah. to do with her just like taking care of her body and eating well and like being fit and awesome. And that that's her little reward is like, look, you still have like yeah. all this, all this going on. She was like, I'm a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> that's, she loves like thinking of herself as yes, a teenager. Yes. Mirror, for sure. mirror on the wall. I don't think I look 40 at, at all. Oh it's gosh. like, okay, we get it. I do. I really like her this season. And I know. Yeah. And you've hated her. I have hated her in the past. Uh, past. I think that she. She, first of all, she looks so beautiful this Mm -hmm. season. It's like undeniable, but, um, I'm kind of more on board with it because I know the storyline goes from Teresa really like standing up for Danielle Staub and feuding with her and Melissa being like, I don't get it. And everyone being like, I don't get it to not speaking to Danielle Staub anymore. Like they talked about it on watch what happens live. And then Teresa and Melissa are like on the same page, which is good. And I like it. And so I'm here for the journey. All things aside, do you think in a vacuum pouring a glass of water on someone? This is a question I had for you. (laughs) And also I have a little story that is like a very much a one-to-one. Oh my God. So do you, I think that. Okay, let's explain what happened first. (laughs) Hold on. So this crazy woman named Danielle Staub, who's like come and gone on the show, like a cockroach for the entire series. She, they go shopping with all these girls that, and all the girls don't like Danielle. And this woman (sighs) named Margaret is like, she's being, you know, she's throwing jabs and Danielle's throwing jabs and calling her trout mouth. And then Danielle gets like very close to her and says something about like her boobs being like road hard or something like that. And then, um, she gets like really into the other woman's personal space and Margaret pours water on Danielle's head. A glass of water right on top of her head. And then Danielle does like a little dramatic circle where she's sort of like talking to herself and it's really scary. And then on her way out, after she throws everything out of Margaret's purse. Takes her purse, throws it into a $600 candle. Yeah. Um, which I feel like at that point they would have been even. Yeah. She had, she goes around and she yanks Margaret's ponytail really hard. Really hard. Yeah. Like it looked fucking painful. This yeah. was one of the only housewives injuries that I took seriously. Mm-hmm. Cause they're constantly like, having little cat fights and then they'll be like, I have a concussion from that time that you snapped your fingers yeah. in my nose. And it's like, no, you don't have a concussion. But, the but argument, Margaret's neck was like fucked yeah. up. And then, yeah, the argument was that... The water wasn't a big deal, but when you lay hands... Yeah, she laid hands on right. her. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the I water? Think in the, yeah, I think the laying hands is way too aggressive, especially because the fight was verbal for so long. Yeah. And then it escalated to the water on the head and then it put the, the purse and the candle mm-hmm. and then it's done. If they if they had walked right into the room and the first thing of the fight is something physical mm-hmm. and that's how it starts, then it's like, okay, you guys are physically fucking fighting. But it seems like Danielle broke the terms of the agreement. It seemed like unfair fighting to me mm-hmm. because they were saying horrible things to each other. It was all very verbal. They're in each other's face. They established what kind of fight it was. Mm-hmm. Like, Margaret didn't didn't think that that it was a resource that she had that she would be able to pull hair or push someone. Right. So that, I think that's where the shock comes from, yeah. and I think it's very fair for both Margaret and the other girls to be shocked of like, whoa, 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 we're not doing. This. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like if that's you're not like, what we're you're fucking, a fucking doing. Bitch, and someone takes out a gun. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're like, like no, 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 no,
I okay. Never this mind. This is not a fair fight. Um, and I think it's crazy. And I think yeah, I I certainly would never want water poured on my head. And I think that would be really aggressive. But she took out her wallet from her purse and shoved it in a flaming candle, yeah. like. That shit's fucked. Yeah. And so, and I think that that's pretty shitty and also weird and this, you know, a weird cat fight tactic, but the pulling of the hair is like, ugh, too much. So later on, this is where my story that I'm not proud of, but I hope people find it funny <laughs> comes <laughs> in. Um, Teresa's talking to Jennifer and they're having this debate about whether or not the water was a big deal. Jennifer's saying, uh, water, not a big deal. Teresa's very much like, it is a big deal. I can't believe you guys are defending her. And Teresa's like, okay, so if someone poured water on you, you wouldn't be upset. Jennifer should have seen this coming. But she goes, no, no, I wouldn't be upset. So Teresa, of course, like takes her glass of water and pours it on her. And then Jennifer goes and tattletales, whatever. (laughs) I got into an argument with Mike one time where he, you know poured himself a glass of water on the bed stand and it spilled over and it got onto the wood on the bed stand. And I was like, can you please clean it up? And he was like, sure. And was kind of being like very casual about it and wasn't doing it quickly. And in my mind, I'm like, it's going to ruin the wood, whatever. Our bed stands were like terrible. So it didn't even uh, matter. But so we get into a whole argument about it and I'm like, I don't want to be the only person like always cleaning up messes, whatever. It had really nothing to do with the situation. But he was like, it's not a big deal. And I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like after I cleaned it up, he, uh, so <laughs> I took more water after I cleaned up the round of first water and I poured it on the bedstand again. No, and I walked out of the room and I was like, you clean it up. <laughs> so that's the Teresa You're a little Judas like Margot me. Robbie a la Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. I just like pictured you in like a nighty and like blonde hair. Yeah. And you're like, you clean it up. Anyway, that's like an argument that I lost because that was definitely sure. not the right way to handle wow, things. Wow, that is so funny. But he does like to make fun of me for it. So yeah. now anytime I spill something, he's like, clean it up, clean it up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I deserve this. That's funny. Anyway, I lost my mind. It's no, fine. that's very good. <laughs> Uh, wow. I think we covered our whole to-do list. That's pretty exciting. And we have a very unique episode today Yeah, because we have, uh, my dearest of dear friends, Lainey Levitt is going to come on and talk to us about the great British baking show. And man, do we learn so much crazy weird things. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoy. All right. We have a very, very special guest today. My bestest of best friends, Lainey Levitt, is here. She's a brilliant actress who just relocated from New York City to Los Angeles quite recently. Um, She has the most spectacular, spectacular singing voice. Uh, And you might recognize it from the holiday uh, cricket wireless commercial (laughs) that got a lot of national play. Do you you might recognize this commercial, Alyssa? It had those like little, like funny green fuzzy things. They looked like sponges or like bugs. And they were like singing. They looked like a virus. Yes. They look like, yeah, they kind of look like (laughs) a virus, like the Mucinex, like little snot guys, but cuter. And they sang really beautiful little. Christmas jingles about Cricket Wireless, and that is the voice wow. of Lainey Levin. I was the cucumber. That's so exciting. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> so Lane was the cucumber. Um, and today, Lainey's here to tell us about a show we know very little of, but I know is hugely popular, which is the Great British Baking Show. Lainey, you have the honor of being the first guest to talk about a show that neither of us watches. Wow. So, you know, mm-hmm. come to play. <laughs> oh, man. I could talk about it for hours. So. <laughs> Amazing. So please explain this mania that is around this baking show. Okay, so obviously cooking shows in general are a very big thing, right? Right. Just people are obsessed with them. Yes. Specifically me and old women. Chopped. Um, Yeah, yeah, all of those. And so what those have is the contestants are fighting and everybody is stressed and it's crazy. And And they're like, the contestants are like pitted against each other basically. And the nice thing about the Great British Baking Show (laughs) is that... The only people that the contestants are fighting, like, is themselves <laughs> to, to to better themselves. That is like their their point is to just like be better at baking because they love baking so much. So they're like just hard on they're hard themselves. on themselves, but they are so nice to each other. Like, like they help. Like you would never on chopped. Like somebody has you know, 30 seconds left and they're like, I have to make a whole cake right now if in like 30 seconds and then someone comes and helps them. Like, right. never. Yeah. Never, right? <laughs> but in the baking show, it's like, sometimes like, they'll be making bread and like, it's just bread. So, there's like, <laughs> something called, yeah. Right? Yeah. About. Unless they put something special in it, yeah. but like, there's a, there's like a whole section where it has, the bread has to prove. It's just sitting in yeah. a box and they'll just be like, I guess I'll have some tea. That's part of the show, and they leave that in? Yeah, they're like, I guess I'll have some tea. And, like, (laughs) um, and it's great. And, like, they'll help each other. Like, someone's, like, cake is starting to fall over, and someone will, like, leave what they're doing and, like, go help them. Like, the 11th hour or something. And they're all friends. They're They're just friendly. friendly. Yeah, they're all nice. So then what are we watching The villain, I would say. (laughs) There is no villain. But if there was, it would be Paul Hollywood, one of the hosts. Mm. His little like, name is Paul Hollywood? Yeah. That's what I said when yeah. I first heard it. Is he British? It. He's British. Okay, I have to disclose something about myself. Um, I hate British people. Oh. <laughs> oh. Generalization. It sounds like <laughs> racism. Uh, and mostly I just fucking hate how... Like, they skate by on their accents, and people think it's so interesting. Is it people or men? No, people. Because I hate when British guys think, well, no, because they are no, hotter. No, because then everyone's, like, so crazy about Kira Knightley, and it's like, I don't think you'd be so crazy about her if she was just fucking American. Wow. Anyway. True, though. She's done a couple movies, though, where she is Amer- like, has an American accent, and right. those have still done well. That's but maybe true. people are impressed with the fact that, that she's she doing do an American, American accent. accent. Exactly. Um, anyway, so this Paul Hollywood guy, he's a British person who yeah. probably named himself Paul I, Hollywood. I assume <laughs> that's not his real name, but I, I have not done research on that. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Continue. Um, so he's the nemesis. I would say, because, like, you know, these are just home bakers who love baking, and they come in. There's three challenges a week. You have the signature, which they're allowed to practice at home, a technical, which they know nothing about, and Ooh. they have really pared down um, ingredients. So, mm-hmm. like, um, it'll be, like, you're making this thing no one's ever heard of, and it has, like, the ingredient list, and then it has, like, three directions. Like, sometimes it'll just be, like... Like, very general recipes. Yeah, it'll be, like, make a custard, and but no instructions on how to do that. And so you have to just, like, know how to do that wow. stuff. Wow. Um, so, What's the hardest one of those you've ever seen? Ooh... They had these, um, they, sometimes they just have things that you've never heard of, and I don't remember what they're called, but they're like a, um, 
like a Spanish custard, egg custard, like tort, but it has to be, it's like puff pastry and then it has custard and it also has a brulee. So it has like mm. three steps of like really complicated things. With All like of our listeners no just missed out on some spectacular hand gestures. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know egg custard could have like a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were layering on top of it. That sounds crazy. Yeah. So, well, and baking is a science. Like oh, yeah. tr- I try yeah. to dabble in cooking and like I whip up some Chrissy Teigen chicken from her books. But... Anytime I've tried to bake anything that's not, ex- like, from a box with explicit yeah. directions, oh. I so fuck it up. It is it's literally like, science. No, it's, yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> yeah. And they are doing things, and it goes it, it goes wrong all the time. Sometimes they just, they're just, like, so sad that they, oh, man. Well, I'll get to specifically one girl who is always so sad. <gasps> so where do these people come from? Yeah. Like, are they all professional? Sh- like No, no, they're all, okay. like, they're, like, a, gym teachers and, like, um, like, a philosophy student or, like, um, one woman who won was, like, um, like, designs, like, children's clothes and, like, stuff like that. Like, What do you get when like, you win? Literally nothing. <laughs> what the fuck? This fucking show, British people being nice to each other, sharing ingredients, so fucking sipping tea and winning nothing. You it get, like, a trophy? This is you fucking get, why get, we got like, away from their country. Big old, you get, like, a big old bouquet. <laughs> You get um, a really nice, like, cake stand that says Great British Baking Show, and you get the title of the winner of Great British Baking Show. Do they get to be, like, an influencer afterwards? technically, like, you don't get anything from the show, but so many people have gone on. They have have cookbooks. Yeah, Specifically, my, like, main woman I'm going to talk about, Nadia, she has, like, not only does she have, like, four cookbooks, she also has four children's books she wrote and a novel. Oh. So she's, like, gone on to do, like, a bunch of other stuff. Tell us more about her. Um, she's, uh... So she is my favorite winner. Okay. Um, she, her, okay, so she's um, British, Bangladeshi, <laughs> and she has um, a headscarf. Um, and I only bring this up because she, like, talked a lot about, she felt like kind of like for a while she was nervous because she thought she was, like, the token Muslim there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. And um, she, like, felt, she talked about this afterwards. She felt like kind of like the token Muslim, and, like, um, she felt like she had, like, this sort of, like, um, responsibility to like be a role model mm. which she took in stride because she's really great but um it was also a really interesting look at like she's so like she's hilarious she's so funny she's so cool like Ooh. it was like a really and she made the fun she, she's like known for her facial expression she makes like the most insane facial expression expressions she's so cool <laughs> <laughs> we'll have um, to find someone and put them on the instagram yeah and also she was a um She's a stay at was a stay at home mom, um, and uh, you know she always talked about like she was like I think if I did really I, I did my best and like even if I you know go out my family is gonna be really proud of me mm. and like she would always say stuff like that and then when she won I'm like I like I I've showed you that like clip crying right? I know <laughs> so when she won what when happened she won, fight she, through the tears I know she like was holding the. The bouquet and the... Maybe you can get a sound clip of this, so I don't have to do it. But she's, like, um, just, like, I'm never going to put, like... She's, like, I'm never going to doubt myself. I'm never going to do that ever again. I'm not going to, like... It it just gives them, like, a sense of pride to, like, be there in the first place. And they're always, like... They come in in the first episode and they're, like, man, it wasn't real until I saw the tent. P.S. They bake in a tent. What? (laughs) 
outside? What's outside? the budget for this bullshit <laughs> show? show is fucking scamming everyone. They think they're yeah. free contestants, free, like, they're literally like, here's some flour, and you win nothing. Like, yeah. What? What the it's just, like, for me, watching it, it's just, like, calming. Okay. Like, that's, yeah, that's, I think so that's, that's the appeal, right? I think right? that's the appeal, because it's not, like, when I watch Chopped, or I watch, you know, what other shows do I watch? Except Iron I don't watch Chef. them that much anymore. Top Chef, Guy's Grocery Games sometimes. Have you ever watched that? It's no. funny. <laughs> I used to watch Iron Chef all the time in high school, and it was so stressful. I've never watched Master Chef, and it does, it not only stresses me out, but then it makes me hungry for, like, yeah. lobster. Like, I'll be watching it at 11 at night after I've had dinner, and I'm like, ooh, I want to creme brulee. Do you ever try to make the stuff that they make? Well, so that's the other thing. As um, uh, none of you know, uh, <laughs> I... And I have celiac, okay. so I'm completely gluten free. Right, and, and I can't eat any of these <laughs> treats that they make on any baking show ever. Yeah. And what I still watch it all process. the time because I love it. It doesn't bother me anymore. Well, there's something loose you in your. Perhaps like replace, you know, a flour yeah, with another I, flour. But here's the thing: I'm, ter- I'm terrible yeah. at baking. <laughs> I can barely cook, but I can cook kind of. But I can't. Ba- baking is so much harder. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. And to replace everything with gluten-free, like, it's not just, like, gluten-free flour. You have to add, like, xanthan gum yeah. and, like, things to, like, replace the textures. It's, like, a nightmare. I would never. But um, I think <laughs> so that's... it's, like, wish fulfillment. Yeah, I yeah. guess. You're Maybe. just a huge gluten-free fan <laughs> of <laughs> And every once British in a while, they'll show. have, like, a gluten-free challenge. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it's always, like, a meringue. Oh. <laughs> she not says even, sadly. Include flour or anything. That's just like no, sugar. No, it's literally and like sugar water. and egg whites. And like, oh man. And that's it. Yeah. Or like that's sometimes it has like free. hazelnut flour. They're like, I cleaned the mixer. That's a <laughs> yeah, therefore, it's gluten free. <laughs> Stupid. That's yeah. like when you go to the grocery store and you see like the bacon and the blueberries and it has like gluten free on it. And I'm like, there never was a version of this that existed that was not gluten free. Yeah, exactly. You're literally just trying to but sell it to people. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, this has nothing to do with the show. But if you go. Everybody who's trying to eat gluten-free, if you go to a store and it it should be gluten-free, but it doesn't say it, I don't trust it because it's probably processed in a facility, at least, that, like, has gluten in it. And also, some things say gluten-free on them, but then if you look at the back, it says processed in a facility that processes wheat or whatever and so you I this still, is how i am i okay. don't eat those this still is, here we go are this you vegan this, no so i am allergic to soy i'm allergic to everything oh soy is so hard i'm allergic to soy <laughs> no, and sorry. shit will say soy free on it and then i'll look at like the preservatives and it'll be like a soy preservative and yeah. i'm like who is making these labels it's crazy you really have to like read everything yourself. yeah I really, and also celiac is like a level above gluten free, where it's like you will have like a violent reaction if it even like was processed in the yeah, same way. Yeah, yeah, I can't even touch. So yeah. it's such a nightmare. This has turned into a weird podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, but it's on topic. <laughs> no, it's on topic. It is. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like I only really eat things if they say certified gluten free on them, right. or if it's like a vegetable right. that like is you know that um. But yeah, because a lot of gluten free things will be like. They say gluten-free it's and they're lies. not. They're liars. They're, not. they're lying. So you watch this to, like, get your fill of, like, what treats you could have if I you honestly, had a personal chef or something. Honestly, yeah. if I'm having, like, I have a very bad anxiety, and if I'm feeling anxious, I'll, like, watch the show. Mm-hmm. And I re-watch it a bunch because I like knowing what's going to happen. Like, I like the fact, like, I know that's, like, a weird thing, but I, like, like knowing no, I like what's that. happening so that I'm not stressed. I'm like, okay, I know 
that like Tamal goes out on this episode so like I'm just that's we're just gonna watch it and oh. like be calm everyone's gonna be nice to each other I think that's so sweet because we talk a lot about on this show the the enjoyment that we get out of watching really chaotic shows like Real Housewives where there's like there's this kind of emotional catharsis of watching other people scream at each other and like mm-hmm. just have at it and like girls have cat fights um, and returning gifts and all these crazy things. And I think this is similar. It's just the other end of the spectrum of, like, it's a very calming. It's cathartic to just watch something that's predictable and calm and sweet and everybody's nice to each other. And it's like, you want to live in that world for a minute where people are helping each other with this baking challenge where it's not even that they win money. They just win a bouquet and pride. It's like, yeah, that's the, so I think that's sweet. What is the most, like, emotional someone helping someone else thing you can think of on the show or, like, one that you've seen that gets you every time <laughs> like sometimes I watch the end of the sex of sex in the city just to make myself cry <laughs> do you have something like that for the great British bake-off is that what honestly yeah. it's when when Nadia wins I cry every, every time, time because she you guys got to get a sound clip of this it is like she is emotional I am never ever gonna put boundaries on myself ever again I'm never gonna say I can't do it I'm never gonna say maybe I'm never gonna say I don't think I can I can, and I will. <laughs> and Mary Berry, who is one of the hosts, her name is Mary Berry, another British name, I She's apologize. She's the fucking Captain The French hosts are Paul, Paul Hollywood. Hollywood and Mary Berry. Um, but Mary Berry <laughs> is no longer there because they switched from BBC to Channel 4, and Mary Berry was like, I stay with the BBC. And Paul Hollywood was like, money. Like, yeah. <laughs> His name is literally Paul, Paul Hollywood. Hollywood. Like, yeah. what do you want from him? <laughs> so there's a new female host, and her name is Prue, and I don't know her last name. And I like her, and, okay, I'm going to finish my thought, and then I'm going to come back to the new host. Okay, what was my thought, though? (laughs) You were saying, um, oh, that Mary Berry cried for... Mary Berry, like, they, like, interviewed um, Nadia, and she, like, did her thing, and then Mary Berry, like, went in there, and they always, like, do her at the end, and she's like, sorry... They always interview her at the end. <laughs> did you laugh at yourself saying, do her at the end? Yes, I did. Lainey, they get it together, <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> they interview her at the end, and they're always like, she really deserved it. She did her best, and she did put her best work out there today, whatever. And um, Mary Berry, like, started crying when she when Nadia won. and was like, she just really deserved oh. it. And, like, <laughs> and I was like, you're right, Mary Berry. She That's did. so sweet. Yeah. Does anyone who, like, didn't deserve it get ahead? Like, is there any, you know? Yes. Okay. Okay, I I think I'm in the I think I'm in the um I found the darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alyssa was digging and she got it. She was like, "How do the British people suck though?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't know um if I think I'm in the minority of this, but I I really hated this girl Ruby on one season and she was really um she just was so she like she just prefaced everything. She like would serve an amazing bake and then she'd be like it's raw, it's not good, I don't even want to look at it, like, I'm sorry for serving it to you, and, like, <laughs> like, and, like... Just be really, like, self-deprecating. Yeah, she was so self-deprecating, yeah. yeah, she was just, like, so self-deprecating, and, and, it, and she did it every time, and I thought it was so annoying, because, like, she was really good. Mm, you know, yeah. I hate that. That yeah, happens I hate in writers' room sometimes. Where people, where people will be like, and sometimes you're just like self conscious and you don't know what the right thing to say is or whatever. But some people will be like, "Ugh, terrible pitch, terrible pitch," and that's always the pitch that goes in the script. And you're like, "We can stop saying terrible pitch at a certain point. Like, yeah. you know, it's a good pitch. You mm-hmm. know, yeah." And like, 
Oh, also, really quick about Ruby. There was drama during the show because she was, like, really... She's really beautiful, and she is young, and, like, her and Paul Holly... Like, people were like, I bet her and Paul Hollywood are, like, whatever. <gasps> but they're not because she's a lesbian and came out as a lesbian and married a woman. So I, I do like that. that about Ruby. Fuck <laughs> you, Paul Yeah, also, Paul... Like, um, she, like, set in her, like, coming out tweet, she was, like... Um, she, like, came out, and then she was like, yeah, so all of you, like, misogynist, <gasps> mi- mi- oh, my God. <laughs> you can misogynist. do it. Misogynistic. Uh, people who said I was, like, only, like, like I use my, like, wi- like beauty and whatever to to uh, make all Hollywood, like, love me and win, whatever. Like, fuck you guys. I'm a lesbian. She said wow. she directly addressed that. I love that. She said that. And then Paul, and then Paul Hollywood sent a tweet back that was like, so, like very happy for you, Ruby. But like, why did you use my name in this? <laughs> <laughs> and there was oh. like, there's a whole drama with them. Wait, but. speaking of sex in this show, when I was first asking Lainey about this because I knew she watched it, and I've just seen people be so obsessed with it, and I was like, I don't get it. Can you explain this to me? She was like. Yeah, let's watch, like, five, like, we went on YouTube and we watched, like, the five craziest oh moments. You're, you know exactly what I'm yeah. going to bring up. Five craziest moments from Great British Baking Show. And the first thing, it said, number one, squirrel balls. And in the introduction of, the like, the, the cold open of every episode, there's just B-roll. Like we said, it happens in a tent, right? So it's outside in this, like, beautiful field. And then there's a tent, like it's a wedding. And they do B-roll of, like, the trees and the bushes and, like, this beautiful tent. And then they zoom in on a squirrel who has huge testicles. Why? <laughs> and it was, like, a whole thing, and they removed it from... Why did they do that? Removed. I don't and know. I, mean, I don't know why they thought in the first place that was okay, but it was, like, a big thing. And also, like, they have Lisa's not... Lisa's pink. They have not... Also, like, we're going to... After this, we're going to find a picture. We're going to show it to Alyssa. But we... They have not changed the intro for a Great British Baking Show in the, I think, I don't know, 10 years it's been on. They've never changed wow. the intro, ever, except to take the squirrel's balls out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so I was I, like, wait, I knew nothing Taylor, about this show, and then that's the first thing that came up. I was like, what? The way you got into this was by saying, speaking of sex. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're not wrong. You did say that. Uh, Crazy. Yeah. What does the inside of this tent look like? Okay, so it has, okay, it's actually a very nice tent. That's it's like. Nice. It's, it's actually like a really nice tent. It's actually like, I don't know if you've seen a tent before, but uh, no, it has like, obviously it's like carpeted and it, you know, it has like windows or whatever, but it's not air conditioned, which is crazy because sometimes it gets really hot and yeah. like there was this one. You're baking. Oh, there was this, okay, here's drama for you. There was this one episode and they were making baked Alaskas, which is ice cream on top of a sponge right, cake. and you light and, it on fire, And right? it's, uh, yeah, it's, um in meringue and then you light the meringue on fire yeah right <clears throat> so they were making it and there was this guy ian and he like was making this he was making his baked alaska and he put it and it was so hot and so everyone's baked alaskas <laughs> are like melting and there's for some reason down. no air conditioning in this tent and everything is just melting and he put his um baked alaska in the freezer and uh then <laughs> diana took it out of the freezer to put hers in the freezer and it melted so much that he just threw it in the trash and didn't present anything and then got sent home. <gasps> I know. And I was pissed because like, Diana, don't take it out of the freaking fridge. But there's been a lot of talk about it and she was like, it was only out for like a minute. I was like, a minute too many, Diana. <laughs> That's crazy. And then th- 
the next week, she couldn't even come back because she had, like, she got sick or something. Mm -hmm. And so she couldn't, she didn't do the rest of the season. And I was like, oh, you could have kept Ian on. Yeah. Because now Diana left for her own reasons. And wasn't Ian cute? Ian was cute. He was, like, really tall and he was a redhead and he had a big beard. Mm. Yeah. And he was a construction (gasps) Speaking of cute guys, uh, your boyfriend likes this show. Oh, yes, he does. But you were going to, doesn't he not like the new judge? Okay, so that's what I was going to get with the new judge. Yes. So he doesn't mind the new judge. He was like, Lainey, if you go on and talk on this podcast about Great British Baking, you better talk about how much the new hosts suck. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Nick, I will. And um, basically they got, the, they had two hosts, Mel and Sue, and they also left when Mary Berry left. And so there's these new hosts, and um, one's name is Noel, and he's like a, goth comedian from a British guy. I don't remember his last name. Felding, maybe? Am I thinking that right? I don't know. And also another, uh, uh, like a a woman comedian. Oh, my gosh. Didn't you say it was Rue? Or? Prue is the the judge. Oh, judge. Okay. Prue is the new judge. The the host, I'm like blanking. I think it's Sandy. But these are the ones that he doesn't like. He hates them. And so he hadn't watched any of the new seasons because... He doesn't like, he was like mad that Mary Berry and Mel and Sue were gone. So he's like boycotting it. He was. And I was like, no, but the, but the, but the contestants are so great that I still think it's worth watching. Even if you don't, even if you hate the hosts. So I've made him watch all of those. And we'll like, (laughs) I was just about to ask who won. Yeah. (laughs) You won. So he watched. He's watched all of them. (laughs) And, uh, and he likes them because he likes the people, but he hates the hosts. He gets like physically like riled up and angry when they. Poorly. So, like, Mel and Sue were just, like, fun and, uh, like, I don't know. They, they they were just, like, easygoing. They made a lot of stupid puns, but you were, like, it's just Mel and Sue. <laughs> also, like, they would do crazy things. Like, one time, this guy Howard had, like, his bread, like, under a, like, under a cloth, like, proving. And, like, Sue just came up and, like, was talking to him, but had, like, rested her elbow, like, on the bread and just, like, <gasps> totally fucked up one of the buns. And she was, like... Howard, I'm, I've squished one of your buttons. I'm so sorry. And I've squished and, one of your buttons. And stuff like that happens. And Howard was just like, it's okay. Oh, my God. And, and, and that happened know. with, like, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, who does? Who's the scary uh, chef from? Oh, um. Gordon Ramsay. Like, oh. if that happened with Gordon yeah. Ramsay, you would be just immediately. You would just kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, I'd rather kill myself than but show him a, a squished a, bun. A squished yeah. bun, yeah. yeah. But and on this show, they were like, it's okay. Yeah. The judge just, like, And it. to be fair, like, the judges would come over and they'd be like what happened here and sue would be like i squished that with my elbow that is not his fault what's the most wild um showstopper that you've seen i will okay so the most famous one is probably there was um a man also named paul but not hollywood don't know his last name and they had to make a bread sculpture and he made a bread sculpture into a lion like he made a lion out of bread (laughs) And it was like standing up, Alyssa and lies. it was like straight up a full on lion. Wow. Like I'm gonna find a picture of this okay. and show it to you. Um, it was unbelievable, and he didn't win because his well, earlier because his so it's like um, if you do cumulative, really, yeah. So if you do really badly in the technical and the sig- signature, it's like really rare that you can pull something out to like be the um, to be the the winner, and so. Um, he had done pretty badly, but he, so he saved himself to stay another week, but he technically didn't win and, um, someone else won that week, which was really, wow. uh, which actually caused a lot of tension in the Great British Baking Show world. 
Oh, Nadia actually made, um, like, in one of the last weeks, she made um, a peacock, like, out of chocolate. Wow. Yeah, like, they, they, they do, for, especially because they're amateurs, they make, like, really amazing things. Like, everything is really impressive. That's crazy. That's Where really wild. Where they learn how to do this stuff? It's just like, At I home. grew up, like, my mom, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah, it's always oh like, God. I grew up with my grandma, and she, like, taught me how to make all these things. In Is the contestant... Um, what is the, the gender situation? Is it mostly women? No, it's not. It's a lot of men. Well, that's and, interesting. Um, but m- I think, just thinking of winners, like, I think more women have won. Mm. And so it's, it's interesting because there's a lot of young people, and there's always, like, the youngest girl in the tent, and, like, she's, like, 19. And then there's always, like, grandmas there because they just, like, love <laughs> right. baking. Because it's baking. Yeah. And, um... This one season, this grandma, and her name is Nancy, and she won. Sorry if I'm, like, spoiling this, but they've been around for, like, years, so I feel like it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're still worth watching. I, yeah, um, I don't know if any of our, anybody out there is really, like, aggressively scared of Great British Baking yeah. Show spoilers, yeah, okay, so good, go good, for good, it. Good. I just want to make it clear, like, I also like The Bachelor and, like, other <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not a total I'm weirdo. I'm not a total, like... We're, yeah, exactly. No, but. you're just going to be our resident baking correspondent. Yeah. And <laughs> I also love the resident singer. Gluten That's free. also a great freaking oh, yeah. show. That show's great. Yeah, so you're, you're, yeah, you're a reality TV yeah. lover. Yeah. But this I just is wanted my go-to to ask show about I watch this. it all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny how popular it is because I know I'm we're I'm making you to sound like this weirdo who loves it but it's an incredibly <laughs> it. popular yeah, show people like people really, really talk it. about it a lot there's a lot of memes about it online and I see a lot of jokes online of people being like it's just so calming to watch it's like my great behind the scenes show like or, or like to have on in the background show yeah like, I tried to get Mike to watch it and he refuses because he thinks it'll make him too hungry I don't argue with that. I, that's what? what happens with me when I watch cooking shows. That's it, it makes me yeah. it makes me hungry. I've like tra- somehow trained myself to not get hungry while I like watching it, and not to want sweets. I guess because I just can't have them. When anyway, I used so. to watch like uh, Food Network shows mm-hmm. when growing up, uh, when I had like no free will and mm-hmm. only whatever was on TV at my parents' house, and there were no streamers. Um, I would always be like, I can, I can make a fried rice. Like, you know, yeah. like I would go upstairs and try to like whip up whatever they were doing, using the techniques they were using. And yeah. my mom was always like, how did you use every dish in the kitchen? And it was just like a fucking nightmare for everybody. So have you guys, uh, I know Lainey has, have you heard of um, MasterChef Junior? Yes. I was just, okay, keep going. It's just, it's a crazy, it's a really wild show. That's the last uh, cooking reality show that I really got into. And it, cause it's, it's really insane to watch nine-year-olds just, like, make, like, sushi and, like, crazy bakes and... Yeah. Okay, I would like to tell this story then because <laughs> I... So I went... Uh, it was Nick's birthday the other day, and I went out to lunch with um, his parents and him, and um, we're he just got his parents a Roku so they can, start, they can watch, like, a bunch of things now, and he was like, are you using the Food Network app? Because mm-hmm. his mom also likes all these shows. And she was like... I haven't started, I haven't used the app yet because I have cable still, so I just kind of watch it there. I don't think I need it on both places. And then he turned to her, he like turned to me specifically and he goes, tell her what show you like on the Food Network app. And I very proudly was like, I love the Kids Baking Championship. I love it. It's amazing. And you posted on your I Instagram do. story the other day, and this reminds me of Alyssa, who is a big TV screamer. She posted a video of her TV right when they were crowning like the Kids Baking Championship winner. <laughs> 
and they crowned this other kid. They and then she goes, Tasha. she starts screaming and goes, Taylor, you were robbed! Because I guess there was a contestant named Taylor. And she's like, fucking robbed! And then uploads a bunch more pictures of the TV <laughs> that's like tagging this girl, by the way. Literally tagging no, the girl at the show. You. And wow. it's just Lainey, like, like it's the Super Bowl, and she's livid. <laughs> meanwhile, okay. they're like nine, and it's like a miracle. Okay, they meanwhile, they were 12. <laughs> they were 12. The nine-year-olds got... <laughs> The nine-year-olds. She's like, some of them okay. have their period. Okay. okay. <laughs> the nine-year-olds were kicked off earlier because they never get that far because they're nine and they're yeah. going against twelve and thirteen-year-olds. Okay, thirteen Big is diff. the cutoff. <laughs> and um, they gave it to this girl Natasha, who was like good, but Taylor was better. <laughs> They did not take into account the whole season. Uh, that's so frustrating. Or honestly, the last bake, in my opinion, because I thought Taylor's was better. Wow. <laughs> I love hearing the, like, controversies of, like, the bread lion should have trumped them all. Yeah. Like, so the good. But the kids one. one is crazy because they cry so much. Like, Aww. it, but, it oh, no. but because just because they're, they're overwhelmed and they don't yeah. know, like, where to put their emotions yeah. yet. Although, if I was on a baking show, I would also cry. Yeah. But they, they're, you know, like, they're, like, their like lemon curd doesn't like thicken and they're like I don't know I know but I don't know the time we can blow them on and then like Valerie Bertinelli the host will come over and be like sweetie you have enough time or like is there something else you can replace it with and you're like yeah like okay I think I can do it and then it's like so good I love it the drama obviously that one's a little more stressful that's the drama that's the stress I can take it's just wild because I'm like do you guys imagine I mean you obviously are talking about like trying to whip up stuff but like if I, and I have such a supportive mom who said yes to so many things. If I walked into the kitchen and was like, I want to bake a, a wedding cake today. My mom would be like, fuck no. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm not going to like go buy all these ingredients yeah. for you to like mess everything up. But these kids have like. They have their own businesses. Yeah. They're, they're like, they're, I like sell like macarons and cupcakes too. And like, here's my like website and like you can order them. And you're like, what? I, I like, I that. barely made rent this month. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. Yeah, these I kids are like, like entrepreneurs. Like booger fingers. Also, you know? if they win Kids Baking Championship, I'm sorry, they win $25,000. See? <gasps> like, that, you're 12. Alyssa hates British people and their reality shows. <laughs> yeah. I do think that that's absolutely insane. It's that insane that, that, that they, they don't. But they the don't thing have is like that a, they get, the rec- they get like the recognition of being on the show, and then usually they get like a book deal out wait, of it. Wait, are like these British book. kids? No, 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 no. Uh, so yeah, kids, no, I'm saying American kids smart. British yes, content. that's what I'm yes, saying. Yes, You're yes, rolling uh, your eyes at yes, the uh, fact that the <laughs> American show for kids, they get $25,000. The British jumps, show for adults, they get like, jack shit. Yeah. Like, they don't get Nothing, anything. They get, well, to be fair, though, most of them, if they get to, like, the final, like, even five, I'd say... They're, they are recognizable, and people in Britain, like, love them. And, they, like, become they, get, they become celebrities. baking celebrities. Wow, this is uh, just, like, a whole realm of reality. I know, TV, I went into, I'm I went into. No, I'm happy you, you're now, like, a great, and, and you did, went on record that you watch all of the other amazing reality shows. But you are certainly more of an expert at all of this than me and Alyssa are. So thank, thank you, you so very much, much for I coming. Thank you for having me. Do you want to plug anything? Do you want to tell the people your Instagram or something? Um, I'll tell you my Instagram, but I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but my Instagram is at L Levitt, L-E-V-I-T-T. So it's L-L-E-V-I-T-T. Woo, woo, woo. Um, yeah, follow me. I don't do anything. I'm really cool. Yay. <laughs> uh, okay, do they have like a, a signature saying on the Great British Baking Show at all? They'll be like, sorry, a puppy just walked in here. <laughs> <laughs> 
every listeners, I'm adopting a puppy and he just got home. And so if you hear some tail wagging, that's who he is. Um, so no, they but they go ready, set, bake before. Like, okay, <laughs> so that the three of us can do it okay, all, all at the same time. Ready, 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 ready set, bake. bake. <laughs>